Taste buds dinner should never be boring. That's why old El Paso never stops bringing the fun of taco night to your home. They believe taco night is the one meal that gets everyone excited to come to the table, even the pickiest 70-year-old. They've even designed their shells in soft tortilla bowls to stand on their own, leaving more time for talking and filling, taco filling, and less time worrying about mess and spilling. Old El Paso, grab the yellow box. Hungry homies, have you ever had a craft beer while doing yoga in an art museum? Nephew Kyle, don't answer that question. I won't. That's the kind of stuff that happens in Milwaukee. No wonder it was named the Midwest's coolest and most underrated city by Vogue magazine. Milwaukee even hosts the biggest music festival in the world. It's called Summerfest, and people actually surf there. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to take your word for it, Milwaukee. It is sometimes random, but always wonderful. Go to visit Milwaukee.org slash plan to get your trip started. That's visit Milwaukee.org slash plan. All right, all right, all right, my taste buds, my culinary comrades, my hungry homies, we've done it. It is an August edition of House of Cards, the food podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people. I am your hungry host, Joe House, and we are on the Ringer Podcast Network. Taste buds, what in the world is going on? I leave the country, Danny Chow leaves the country, and holy guacamole, the chicken wars break out. There's a chicken meteor that hits the United States, and Popeye's chicken sandwich took over the food world for a couple of weeks. I had to get together with my man Danny and try to figure out what it is that the food gods have against us. And then we search high and low for an employee at the ringer who's had one of these sandwiches, God bless Sean Yu. Sean Yu, a producer on the video side, he walked 15 minutes in the blazing hot sun and stood outside for an hour to enjoy one of these beautiful sandwiches. You will get his review on this show. But first, let's get in that belly with the homie, Danny Chow. All right, my taste buds, on the line right now, coming to us live from Toronto, Canada, he is the Ringer's food correspondent, associate editor, James Beard Award nominated, Danny Chow. Hi, buddy. Hi. Actually, you know, since the last time we've talked, my uh, my position has changed. I'm actually now a staff writer. Oh, pardon me. Let's just take it. I mean, the the... The deserved accolades moving you on up in the world. Um, c- congratulations on that. And uh, thank you. Staff writer from The Ringer. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Danny, I-, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, I'm not sure if the food gods were being intentional here or or what exactly is going on. But two weeks ago, I had the chief, Craig Gaines, on this show, on House of Carbs, we were doing food news, and 
the the most exciting item for us in that food news uh, uh, set of stories was the the fact that Popeyes was dropping its fried chicken sandwich on the masses. It had this very nice vignette about starting off making a, a limited availability at the Sweet Dixie uh, uh, kitchen where, you know, there was this Popeye's gate because they were serving Popeye's chicken with their chicken and waffles. A terrific story, a lovely way to kick it off. I think I said the name of that place right down in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, down but, Long Beach, I believe. So so uh, the chief and I talk about how excited we are for it. Uh we're anticipating it. We're going to do some taste testing. And then I leave the country because it's the middle of oh. August and, and I'm allowed to go on vacation in August. You know, it's it's, it's a great American tradition. We we all, you know, go off and, and take a little bit of a break from the heavy lifting. Uh, and you, your own self, have been out of the country for what has it been a month, six weeks now? It's been about a month. I'm I'm gonna be here for another month. Yeah, I'm out I'm out here in Toronto until October. Yeah, so you're you're still working. I mean, you're still stories are appearing. Uh, the Instagram oh, and yeah. the Twitter are hot. I mean, I know you you they're they're the because the NBA never sleeps and and your belly I know for sure never sleeps. But I just <laughs> don't know what to make of it, Danny. The fact that this sandwich drops uh you know a couple days before i leave the country and while you are out of the country and becomes a national phenomenon such that there is yeah. a hashtag chicken wars such that popeyes itself has sold out of these sandwiches and sold out in in a time frame where it was not possible for me to try one and not possible for you to try one and yet here we are trying to, to, to get to the bottom of what the hell has happened the last two weeks with this Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, I, I believe Shakespeare coined the word uh, star-crossed uh, to, to describe this very, very feeling that we're feeling right now. Uh, just fate has not aligned kindly with for us, um, and we're, we're just kind of facing the consequences right now. I guess that's right, but you you were able to write a story uh, last week why the fried chicken sandwich is the perfect hot button issue available right now on the ringer.com um, where you sort of walk through your own fried chicken sandwich history, the arc of your relationship with the fried chicken sandwich over time. And, you know, uh, even though you haven't tried this uh, particular iteration delivered by Popeyes, and 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 part of the, if I if I I don't mean to impugn the the food gods, but part of the cruelty, I mean I don't want to overstate it, but part of the cruelty of this moment you and I are sharing here is as devoted Popeyes aficionados. This was our first real oh, yeah. food bonding. Now you and I had guisado tacos together in kind of a competitive format that was not really a competition because you kicked my ass. Um, but uh, we, so we, we've been, been bonding over food for a while, but our real, what really galvanized our relationship, Danny, if I may be so bold, was the, 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 our mutual love for Popeyes and our um, mutual agreement that Popeyes deserved the very tippy top place in the ringer fast food pantheon, the 100 very best fast food items in these United States of America. You and I, the, the proper food 
I guess everybody eats, so I guess I'm not going to give us necessary accolades. But true, <laughs> two true food enthusiasts are in lockstep that Popeye's fried chicken should be number one, uh, and somehow the Chick-fil-A waffle fries got in there. But in any event... I mean, so isn't we, that... That's kind of ironic, isn't it? It's like, it, it, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we are total Popeye's devotees, but somehow through the weird voting system that we created for that fast food power ranking, uh, Chick-fil-A, just because it was on the ballot so many times, happened to end up being number one just by volume of votes. I don't think there were many people who named it number one, but it was just so consistently in people's top five that it somehow rose in the ranks. So how about that as a great segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is this incredible response to the Popeye, Popeye's iteration to the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich and all of the twists and turns that this hashtag chicken wars has taken in this time in the first place that both of us were out of the country, neither of us able to try this chicken sandwich, but both of us following along at least, you know, I'll speak for myself, you know, minute by minute as, as the twists and turns uh, took shape and, and took form. Um, oh, no, I, I, I basically checked out just as, as soon as like I filed my piece. I was just like, man, this yeah, is that's right. one, like I can already kind of like imagine how it tastes. I, I don't think it, it's not going to like be any lower than my expectations because I already know how it tastes. I can just imagine in my mind. I know how it tastes. Let me hear you what because I, I actually have a taste in my mouth as well for what the, what I think this is going to taste like. And I will um, confess, I, I have in my life enjoyed the, the po'boy version of uh, the mm -hmm. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Now, they, they didn't. They didn't hold it out as a fried chicken sandwich in the way that that's come to be understood and known here over the last decade. But you could get, you know, a version of their tenders in a in a decent French baguette with mayonnaise, with lettuce, with pickles. And it was a pretty, pretty ad adequate sandwich. Not terrible. But that's so my mind already has that uh, kind of flavor profile there. What are you anticipating the flavor is going to be like? I mean, if you've had a Chick-fil-A sandwich and you've had a Popeye's, you know, piece of fried chicken from Popeye's, I think you kind of understand the deal here. You're you're going to be tasting a very buttery uh, bun. Uh, the, the one that they use at Popeye's is a brioche. Uh, the one at Chick-fil-A is just heavily buttered. Um, so you're going to get that really rich kind of sweet tasting. Um, you know, it's going to be pliable. The Popeye's spice blend is just iconic. I think there is no way to kind of duplicate that flavor profile. And I think what makes, you know, the modern chicken sandwich is just the kind of pickled element, the the crunch element. You're kind of combining this pillowy bun with a really crunchy, um, hopefully you're using a, a, a thigh. Uh, so you get a good balance of, of, you know, fat and the richness from the meat. Uh, with that crunchy element, with the pickles on the bottom, and it's just kind of like this this interplay of simple, universally accepted flavors. And I think that's kind of why this all kind of happened. I think the chicken sandwich is just a perfect vessel for what we crave nowadays. So I'm I, that, that's interesting. I have a particular 
aspect of the Popeye's chicken sandwich that I haven't had yet, but I'm anticipating in terms of what I think. It, I think there's going to be, um, in the, I think they're using uh, breast meat. And so mm-hmm. what, what my mind's eye goes to is a, um, you know, a, a regular Popeye's chicken breast. So not spicy. Uh, and that crazy craggy i mean i this is uh yeah. the 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 roving food correspondent for the new yorker helen rosner who i love did a quick bit on this story uh and 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 was lucky enough to have one of these sandwiches she used the word to describe the um texture of of the the breading as as crenellated and that is obviously correct and obviously blew my mind because, you know, wow, what a writer. Wow, what a word to describe exactly what um, that that texture consists of, a single word that captures it. But that's that's the um, experience I'm anticipating, like the big crunch, the Popeye's. Right. You know, uh, uh, chicken skin crunch. Uh, and then those other flavors, the mayonnaise, the pickles. And I'm, I was psyched. Like, folks are characterizing the pickles as being thicker than the Chick-fil-A pickles with a little bit more tartness. So that's great because you could tell from the pictures that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is bigger than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. So everything else that goes along with it needs to be bigger the bun needs to be heartier, hence it's a brioche as you just described. It's got butter on it to, to you know, um, I I think mind meld with the mayonnaise that goes on there. So you have like this double fat coating on top of that heavy, thick, crunchy texture chicken. And so like the bites that I'm imagining, the first couple bites are big, like chicken breast breaded that that crunch um that comes from from Popeyes. What do you 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 agree with that? Yeah, no, I I think it's it's one of those sandwiches. And I, I think that's why when you look at kind of burger trends recently, a lot of them are kind of going back to basics and doing like smash burgers where you can get as much like char and as much crust on the burger patty itself as possible. The fried chicken sandwich kind of takes that to an extreme because you're just getting so much surface area so much um crunch per bite pretty much um it's just such a beautiful textural component to you know a a, a sandwich of that of that kind so i think that's part of why the fried chicken sandwich over the years has become this you know vessel for hype so you and in, in your story um do a little bit of of comparing you just kind of identify a handful of sandwiches that you've had in your life that have helped your own fried chicken sandwich uh, career trajectory. Uh, the Burger King iteration back when you were a youth and then uh, having yeah. been in- introduced to uh, Chick-fil-A in high school. And then, you know, s- since then, Wendy's has an entrant. Shake Shack has an entrant. McDonald's even had an entrant for a bit of time. And you also mentioned howlin rays um i'm interested right. in 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 
So we are going to do the thing that lots of people have already done because I I don't I don't care. Uh, I know everybody's doing compare and contrast and you know trying to do rankings and so forth. I already have an I'm already anticipating. I mean that the bias is strong on, on on the Popeyes side. The force of Popeyes cannot be denied as far as I'm concerned, Danny. So I'm going to give everybody a fair shake, but um, of of that group, I'm anticipating um the 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 number one already do you have howlin rays lumped in with those other ones it's kind of hard for me to say just because we're really trying to compare a bunch of fast food slash fast casual operations with one of those hyped restaurants in la that garners two-hour lines every single day in you know this chinatown strip mall um, so I don't know if it's necessarily fair to compare, but yeah, like I think the Howlin' Ray's chicken sandwich, uh, in LA is one of the best I've ever had. Certainly. Yeah. So there are, I feel like we need to be careful, um, as we try and do any, any kind of, uh, categorizing. Um, and I think it's, as you just described, we, we kind of, it makes sense to take the class of widely available, faster food, faster casual, and kind of put them in one category and then have in another category, a set of places that might also be sort of faster food, faster, casual kind of food, but, um, you know, have kind of a, a chicken specialty uh, and and treat right. those differently because there are like a dozen great places in Washington right now where you can get a great fried chicken sandwich, and you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'll even give uh, a, a couple shout outs. The, the Roaming Rooster has a great fried chicken sandwich in Washington. Um, there, there is a Lucky Buns uh, has a both an unbelievable burger and an unbelievable chicken sandwich. But those places are 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 brick and mortar and you can go in and order but it's a different like it's not they're not widely available um they're they have a little bit of a capacity to be a bit more customized even though the ingredients are the right. same you're getting a little bit more of a unique kind of food item each time you order it as opposed to the standardization that comes from this the, the mess widely available so you agree with like categorizing them this way yeah, I, ultimately, that's like trying to compare David and Goliath. It's like yeah. you're comparing enormous corporations with, you know, just brick and mortars that may be under, you know, smaller restaurant groups, or if not that, then, you know, you know, individually owned operations. So it, yeah. it's it's really hard to to kind of make that comparison. So if, if we've set up that sort of, you know, we're not talking about places in your hometown hungry homies out there that make great chicken sandwich, great fried chicken sandwiches. What we're really wanting to do is see if we can get to the bottom of a ranking. Um, what are you anticipating? You haven't had it and I haven't had it, but if we were going to do, uh, let's just do the, the big three, right? I mean, it's, it's or the big four to be fair, uh, Shake Shack, um, Popeye's, mm -hmm. Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. Do you have an, an early, Ooh. Uh, uh, sense about am I who'd I leave out? No, that's that's perfect. That's just like I'm I'm thinking about my ranking right now, and I it's it's well, well let's tough, call it the preseason ranking, right? Because you're yeah, you, yeah, you don't have the sandwiches in front of you, you haven't had the Popeyes yet, 
So you and I both, this will be a preseason ranking. Let's see if we're in agreement about this. Okay. Uh, number one is Popeyes. I think that's like, right. I, 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 I think it's going to be number yeah, one like, for me. I, can't, I honestly can't imagine it not being the best readily available chicken sandwich in America. Like, that's it. Point blank. I can't. The, the chicken there is too good. The I don't chicken care there what's is around too good. it. The chicken there is too good. It's been that way for 40 uh, years of my life. I've been alive, you know, uh, 50 years. And I think the first Popeye's fried chicken I had was in my early, you know, I was between the ages of like seven and 10. And it's been that way f- forever. Popeye's has always been number one for me. It's the best fried chicken I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the other entrants are true. I, I just had uh, the unbelievable Gus's world famous down in Memphis, which was I mean, just yes. mind-blowing how good that was. Um, but consistently, like throughout my life, what's been available to me has been Popeye's, and Popeye's has been number one. Yeah. Uh, so quickly running through the rest, I would say mm, Chick-fil-A, Shake Shack, Wendy's in that order. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Shake Shack, Wendy's. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's we, 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 we're in a tough position. Um Without you know having the 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 sandwiches in front of us, because I I eat a Shake Shack chicken sandwich maybe like twice a year, um, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like not fair. Wendy's I do a ton of their spicy chicken sandwich, and I get it without tomato but with extra pickles, because um, right. I don't. I mean the the I I actually don't mind. It doesn't offend me that the tomatoes. You know, the, everybody uses the word mealy to to describe it, and that's not inaccurate. It is. It happens to be accurate, but I like that it has a you know a different texture to it. Um, it doesn't drive me crazy. I just would prefer having that same texture through extra pickles. I mean, um, and and the the flavor that those pe- pickles bring. So that's the way I go with 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 uh, Wendy's. Um, and, and you know, Chick Fil A. Um, has had my imagination with respect to the chicken sandwich for so long that, you know, we we both have come up with various hacks that we like, ways that we like it, you know, d- d- double breasts and, and hot sauce and cheese and egg and all kinds of varieties of of uh, using it. So I, I think at this stage, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when I revisit the Shake Shack, if Shake Shack climbs um up my rankings again when's the last time you had a shake shack chicken um i would say a few months ago so like the actual breading of the it's it's impeccably fried it's really really good i just don't love the mayo and i don't love the lettuce so i usually what happens is i omit both of those things and turn it into kind of like a glorified chick-fil-a sandwich and so it's just uh, the chicken and just the the pickles, and then I will customize it the way I want with hot sauce or whatever else. I love it. That's great. Okay. Well, that's you know, I, I, my problem with Shake Shack is I'm already ordering three things every single time I walk in there, and so I have right. to like amend the three things that I'm gonna. I have to accommodate the chicken to to like crack my my top uh, uh, my golden order. And I don't know if I, you know, I'm not always, I'm getting, as I grow older, I'm growing more and more set in my ways, Danny. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, I also wanted to to um, touch base with you 
We will revisit this chicken concept. The chicken wars will continue. Who knows when the sandwich is going to be available again? Um, in fact, let me ask you quickly. Do you think that the Popeye's was deliberate in, you know, preparing for all of its uh, destinations across the U.S., kind of a, a limited amount to see what kind of response it would have and then was going to kind of enjoy the good problem of selling out and, and you know, having – uh, market anticipation for when they they uh, show back up on the menu. Do you think that was deliberate by them? I think, I think that's like a healthy, cynical response to how this all <laughs> unfolded. But I honestly, <laughs> I I don't I don't think that most of these corporations understand how the internet works, and I just don't think they were prepared for the kind of response they got. Um, I think they were blindsided, just like the rest of us. Well, you know, they, it's pretty apparent that at least in terms of the communication they had with the folks that run their franchises and the actual employees at the stores who are responsible for preparing the sandwiches and for dealing with the public, that there was some kind of communication gap because there are myriad right. stories out there about people working infinite hours, making incredible numbers of, of sandwiches to meet demand. And, you know, there's a picture that went around. There was a, a meme of, of a woman, an exhausted Popeye's uh, worker sitting out on a, on a bench. Um, and, you know, folks, the Internet had the reaction and the Internet has uh, to, to such things. But, you know, there, there clearly was some kind of under appreciation underestimation by Popeyes at least uh, in terms of like the infrastructure their their brick and mortar buildings and 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 you know what the impact was going to be on their human capital the people responsible for getting these sandwiches right. out the door they definitely underestimated that um, absolutely I, I I'm pretty sure a lot of these fast food workers they kind of have a, an and I an expectation for how the rhythms of the day are going to happen. Uh, they know, you know, generally, you know, rush hour, they know when the slow, slow times are going to be. I think this chicken sandwich kind of came in like an asteroid and, and changed everything. And so that kind of, you know, when, when something, you know, interrupts your, your work cycle, you're probably not going to respond to it all that well at the beginning either. And, and it wasn't like just a small disruption it it, it looks like. At oh, least no. at, at at some number of of Popeyes establishments, it was very impactful, and I don't know if it was deliberate. That that uh, I mean, they, you know, you, there's tons of of uh, examples out there of of franchises putting up we're out of chicken sandwiches, you know, in the at the door out, out on the street, like hey, don't don't come up here um, looking for chicken sandwiches because we're not going to be able to help you. Um, so right. I guess we'll just wait. Uh, you know, um, when and anticipate for the the return of the Popeye sandwich, and we expect them to make enough uh to satisfy all of us and everybody out there that has this curiosity. I hope that whatever the turnaround time is in terms of preparing the actual uh items and getting them to the stores is not you know too long. Hopefully, it's only a couple weeks and then that means we get a whole nother round of the the Twitter uh battles between Wendy's and Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. I think at this stage you and I are in agreement at least as when it comes to the Twitter battles. Um Popeyes kind of dominated, I think. You agree with that? Yeah. 
Yeah. It was also I just it, I just think this is a really funny episode. Uh, it's like two guys who have not eaten the Popeye's chicken sandwich talk about the Popeye's chicken sandwich two weeks after it was unveiled. <laughs> this is phenomenal, timely content. And no, and none of it is available. Not only are we talking about it too, because like two weeks in ordinary food time should be plenty. Like this new thing came out two weeks ago when Lay's introduces it's, it's, you know, whatever iteration of new potato chip flavors, even on a limited edition basis, you tend to have a couple weeks to go get yourself over there and pick up, you know, a couple bags and try them out and formulate an opinion and see what the internet is saying about it. This this meteoric uh, experience of, you know, we've basically been through what typically is like a six-month cycle with some kind of interesting food item or or otherwise, other, you know, internet item. And it's it's all been compressed into two weeks, exactly the two weeks that uh, neither one of us had a chance to get the sandwich. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I feel like the, the, the food gods were against us, my man. Yeah, I mean, I've walked past, I think, three Popeyes since uh, being in Toronto, and I'm just like, uh, why? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, I know, but we we will get that sorted out. All right, quick break from Chicken with Danny. We're going to get back on with Danny in a second and get his review of the new Gordon Ramsay uh, television food show. But a quick word from our friends at Zip Recruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy. You only have to go to one place to get it done. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology. They use it to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and they invite those qualified people to apply to your job zip recruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on zip recruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day right now listeners can try zip recruiter for free at this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com slash Carbs. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-A-R-B-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. You also, speaking of being busy in August, um, put up a story on the ringer.com about a new television program featuring Gordon Ramsay. Uh, and this story, food TV can thrive after Anthony Bourdain, but Gordon Ramsay won't be the person to lead it. So this went up, and this is in response to the new National Geographic TV show, Uncharted, which I love um, in your story. You talk about the elevator pitch. It's basically a show uh, where it's Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations meets, uh, what's that dude's name? Who, Man versus Wild. Uh, yeah, Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls meets Bizarre uh, Foods, a- Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre Foods with the most recognizable food television personality on the planet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the show. It, um, what what basically did you think of it? itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. It, that there's a lot of appeal to that. Um, 
what what I, I I don't want to step on your story. What did you think of the show? Oh, I thought it was awful. I, it was one of the worst uh, food TV shows I've seen in a very long time. And no disrespect to any of the cultures that he, um, you know, thankfully put a, a spotlight on. But it was just the, the premise of the show was just such a huge eye roll in, in terms of how he was essentially taking um, – a, 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 a history lesson in terms of the indigenous ingredients and um, the cultures and everything. And he basically, at the end of the show, or at, at the end of every episode, he cooks a meal for the locals uh, who kind of show him the, the different ingredients and the different uh, techniques that these cultures, um, you know, use in their cuisine. And ultimately, he like, he cooks with a very well-known chef of that region, and in the f- very first episode, he already tried to make it a competition between him and that other chef. It was just like, why are you doing this? All like all you really need to do is highlight these these cultures, highlight these people, highlight you know the the businesses that they have for you know decades and 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 decades kind of built into local you know, culture. Um, instead, he kind of takes all of this, you know inspiration and then he ends up making like shepherd's pie with breadfruit and you know local ingredients it's like he's taking these really fascinating concepts on their own and then just turning it into the dullest possible product rant over i guess (laughs) so (laughs) so the curious thing to me was we already know that there is not a great appetite out there in terms of food TV land, food TV consumption. There's already a healthy skepticism, a well-founded healthy skepticism of middle-aged white dudes going into what, you know, in a different era would be deemed exotic destinations and then importing for the white masses you know, the the white middle-aged man's version of whatever that exotic place had to deliver with its exotic foods. Like, that's a bum-ass trope. We already know that. It's 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 been, right. you know, w- widely uh, uh, rejected. The gamble, I feel like, the, the, the National Geographic folks must have been um, contemplating here was the combination of Gordon Ramsay you know, whose public persona is built on know-it-all assholeism. So, like, not the guy that you necessarily would put in a curious, you know, learning kind of environment. Uh, you would expect him to to have the the right, you know, sort of sensibilities to be generous. But they, I wonder if in the formulation of this, because I'm trying to be generous to the National Geographics, they thought we would get a different version of Gordon Ramsay. And then ultimately what happened was he went to these places and he was just Gordon Ramsay. Well, the kind of the funny thing is we kind of do get another uh, another like view of him. He almost literally shows his ass uh, in one scene where he's trying to climb up a tree and he can't do it because he's out of shape. Uh, And all of the locals make fun of him and the chefs make fun of him. So he does get his comeuppance in a certain way. But ultimately, he's the biggest food personality in the world, as I as I wrote in that piece, so like, what does that really do? Like, it bruises his ego a little bit, but it's it's ultimately it's still a show all about him, and that's kind of 
what I thought food TV was going to kind of step away from uh, amid uh, Anthony Bourdain's death and amid a lot of these these cool Netflix shows that have um, propped up celebrating cultures, celebrating the 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 voices and the underrepresented voices, um, championing these cultures and and cuisines and restaurants. Um, and using their own language, using their own dialects, not necessarily needing like a, a someone to mediate and kind of whitewash the story. Um, it, it 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 just kind of felt backwards in a way. Yeah. So and and the the problem I think this show also suffers from is like we remember no reservations. Hello, it's still on the air. You right. could still pull up episodes if you want to see what a middle aged white guy. Um, can do successfully in terms of immersion and in terms of, of you know, trying to learn and being open-minded and, you know, finding, um, you know, iterations of, of a culture that are going to be like edifying to the rest of us. There's a perfect model out there. We haven't forgotten about it. So you can't go in ham-handed, heavy-fisted, bludgeoning us with the Gordon Ramsay export of of those those cultures, it just we 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 Anthony Bourdain. I could just look up and 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 see right now the right way to do this, right? And you know what? In fairness to Gordon Ramsay, he's an insanely wealthy man uh, who has probably you know done a lot of good in terms of you know charity and and support in in that in that uh, aspect. You know, the philanthropy is is for sure there. He seems like a nice enough guy away from the whole, you know, master chef vibe that he's kind of created for himself. Um, but yeah, like I, I just think he he's talked in the past uh, for the Hollywood Reporter talking about how he would love to kind of produce more shows and not necessarily be the guy uh, behind or in front of the camera. And yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that would be that would be a very good thing. Like, obviously, he can use his influence for good, and there's no doubt that he can do that. It's just this specific vessel didn't work. That's it. I mean, I, I agree. Go ahead, Gordon. Get behind the camera. It's okay. We give you permission. Uh, all right. So uh, last thing before I let you go, you uh, mentioned at the top you've been in Toronto for a month. Now, we, we've been lucky enough. We've had you a couple times uh, here sharing with us your, um, you know, d delicious eating experiences in Canada. So I know there was one thing eating wise over this past month that, that kind of stood out above other items that you've consumed. Let's hear about it, please. Yeah, we'll, we'll make this quick. Uh, I ate a jerk chicken poutine at a place called Tropical Joe's, which is the most nondescript place ever. It It's in a pretty barren mall indoor mall where the biggest highlights are probably the walmart and the home depot uh and it's just in a food court with you know a kfc and a subway except this is seems like a family-owned operation that's serving um you know caribbean food you can get jerk chicken uh, with rice and peas you can get it in roti you, or you can get roti uh various curried versions you could also get this poutine which kind of stirred uh me and my girlfriend's imagination we ordered it and the person serving it asks do we want both gravies and we're like what 
And we realize there's the original poutine gravy. And then there's the second gravy, which is the oxtail gravy that they serve with their stewed oxtails. Oh, my God. And so you're getting this incredible, rich, you know, um, intensely spiced oxtail gravy alongside that other gravy. And they add, you know, a red pepper hot sauce on top just for good measure. What? It was incredible. It was it was I, delicious, and I'm not, I'm not so, necessarily like a poutine person, but the the combination of flavors here was just out of this world. Does it matter? This is I mean, the elements of what you just described feel like you could pick them all up. The the um, the chicken, the jerk, the sauces, the gravies. Who cares about what's underneath? It feels like rice and peas. You know, the old Jamaican dish rice and peas would be a perfect like. Right. How important are the French fries to the to your overall satisfaction and enjoyment of this thing? Oh my god, the French fries are really well done. They were so good. They were expertly fried. The cheese was perfect. It was just, it was a knockout dish, uh, and exactly what I wanted in that moment. Uh, and you can find it in a dark, you know, shopping mall. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, so you wouldn't, what a you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that the the fries are interchangeable with other starches. You would say, do it with the fries. And then if you were, you know, if you had the occasion over time, I mean, I would like to take that all of that and wrap it up in in a uh, in a beautiful. Uh, what am I thinking of with the with a sandwich? You know, um, yeah, oh, well, sure, yeah, yeah. With the roti. you know the bread, the bread, yeah, the roti bread, right? That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's a- I I'm generally a pretty traditionalist type of person. I would love to have it with rice and peas, and I'm sure I'll go back there and get it with rice and peas. But for some reason, we were like, poutine is the way to go, and it was definitely the way to go. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I don't, I'm not trying to dissuade. It's just my, I'm, I'm processing all the different ways that I might love to enjoy this. That's it, it's incredible. Uh, the Instagram, your Instagram handle. Where can where can people see this beautiful thing? At Danny King Chow. At Danny King Chow. Danny King Chow. As always, thank you so much for coming on House of Carbs. We will check in. I think we the the next time we check in, let's make sure we both had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's make sure of that for sure. Food food gods willing, we're on our knees, food gods. My thanks, as always, to the hungriest homie, Danny Chow. We're going to jump on with Sean Yu here in a minute and get a review of one of these Popeye sandwiches. First, quick word from a couple friends of ours. First, Ben and Jerry. It's still summertime. We have a couple weeks left yet still. Summer is prime ice cream season. And I'm telling you, I've been doing Ben and Jerry's more than I should. But, I mean, it's just... I, I'm done with the beach body and I'm on to, to getting, you know, into football season. So that means, you know, there have been a few weeks where, where there were two or three pints in a week. I mean, we're just going to have to break it down that way. The old school OG Ben and Jerry's are what's coming out with me. I'm having some Chunky Monkey. I'm having some uh, Cherry Garcia. And the chocolate chip fudge brownie. I mean, it's 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 too much. So it's been a terrific time. You should treat yourself 
to your favorite flavor anywhere ice cream is sold or find yourself a new favorite at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Taste buds, the average American will eat 46 slices of pizza this year. Now, I am not an average American. Nephew Kyle's not an average American, and I don't imagine many of you are average Americans. I had 46 slices of pizza probably in January. But let's talk about our good friends at Uni, who revolutionized outdoor cooking with the world's first portable wood-fired pizza oven so you can get yourself restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. The key to making great pizza at home is heat. Uni ovens heat to 932 degrees, giving you the crispy outer and chewy inner crust. And they do it fast. When you're cooking at that kind of temperature, you only need to have that pizza in there 90 seconds max, depending on what your toppings and everything else. They have three distinct models, the Coda, the Uni 3, and the Uni Pro. The Coda is compact and ready right out of the box with instant gas ignition. You can get hot and ready pizza in 15 minutes. It's stylish, portable, and great for small outdoor spaces. The Uni 3 heats in 10 minutes, and the Uni Pro makes larger pizzas. Your Uni is not just for amazing pizzas. You can use it for perfectly seared steaks and vegetables, too. That's what I've been doing, hungry homies. I have the Uni Coda true to advertising, compact and easy, super easy to pull together, even for a dummy like me. I've been experimenting with the pizza. I feel like my optimal temperature for the size of pie that I'm making and the type of char I like on that crust is right around 850. It does not go under there for very long and I pull it right back out, but I've also been loving my reverse sear ribeye. If you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast a couple weeks ago, you heard me and Mallory Rubin talking about our favorite foods of the summer. The ribeye was on my list and I have been doing a reverse sear. Well, if you need a beautiful burst of intense heat at the end of a low and slow preparation of a steak like that, this uni is perfect. Get yourself to uni.com and enter code H-O-C for 10% off your purchase. That's O-O-N-I.com to get your Uni Coda, Uni 3, or Uni Pro. Enter H-O-C at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Enjoy fast free shipping on all orders over $100. O-O-N-I.com, code H-O-C. All right, my taste buds, we had to search high and low amongst all of the hungry homies at Ringer HQ to find somebody that actually had the, the the fortitude, the commitment, and the good sense to get out of the office and head over <laughs> to the nearby Popeyes to try one of these sandwiches. Sean Yu, our old pal producer at uh, Ringer Video, what's happening, buddy? House, thank you so much for having me on. I'm uh, just bewildered at the fact that you and Chow, two spicy chicken sandwich legends, were unable to taste the sandwich and even just be around the, the Popeyes while this whole sandwich craze was happening. It's, it's mind-blowing to me. Well, we try very hard here on House of Carbs to let the food gods have their way, to let the food gods point us <laughs> uh, and point our bellies, more importantly, where they, where, where 
They want uh, the food world to take us. And it seems pretty unbelievable. And this is a big chunk of what Danny and I just discussed, that this chicken sandwich meteor uh, emanating from Popeye's that, that, that arrived here in these United States and, and put a giant chicken sandwich crater yeah. right in the middle of the heartland that Danny and I both are out of the country for this massive chicken moment. I mean, I, it, I don't know what the, the food gods are telling us, but we're, we're, we're taking it under advisement. It, it is it is crazy that the, the sandwich which came out on, on the August 12th barely, barely lasted three weeks. It, I, it, 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 it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's literally unprecedented yeah, is what I would yeah. say. I mean, and, and as far as anybody can tell, it wasn't a marketing gimmick. They didn't make too few to pump up demand. They just were not in touch with Popeye's demand. Yeah, so, I mean, on the thing here, uh, uh, this article that I have, it says they, they forecasted demand through the end of September, and they blew through that. And on the other side, for Popeye's, apparently, according to the Reuters, they received $23 million in free advertising. So for them, it's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we lost out on our supply of these beautiful chicken breasts and we made all this money. You know, let's not just pain ourselves to keep it going. Let's wait till the next drop. Clearly, the demand is there. It's just the supply wasn't, wasn't keeping up. No, and and we hope one of the things Danny and I compare notes on, or we're, we're uh, this is a kind of a serious topic. Yeah, if 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 they really, uh, you know, unleash it, it needs to be planned and coordinated with the franchisees, so totally. that you're not having totally. this this phenomena of people working sixty five hour weeks on their feet and putting out thousands of sandwiches. I mean, there needs to be an orderly way, enough human capital, a process. So hopefully, they're using. This phenomena, this yeah. meteoric moment, this meteoric chicken moment to get their act together and to uh, make it available to all of our culinary comrades out there, me and Danny Chow included. Good God, Sean. So let's, I can't let, believe let's it. just let's start at, at, at the beginning here. Yeah. Uh, let's we need to establish your Popeye's bona fides in the first place. So, uh, you know, we're going to get to your review of the sandwich in a moment, but I need to know what kind of Popeye's patron you've been over the years. How did you come to enjoy it? Are you are you in wow. love with it? I mean, what let, a, let me. What a question. Let, we just need to set yeah, it up I know. for all. I, I love it. Our, I love it. Our uh, taste buds have high standards here, showing Look, you. For me, uh, I love I love fried chicken. I love all types of fried chicken. And if you're debating between the KFCs and the Popeyes, I have a loyal loyal um, trust with Popeyes over KFC. I think the way they spice their chicken in general is uh, much more substantial and has much more flavor than KFC. Some people will say KFC has better of the, you know, funky meals. You know, they did their mini sandwich. They had their bowl. They have all these different experimental things. But when you break it down to brass tacks and you're talking about chicken and sides, I think Popeye's reign supreme and has been for however many years in, in, this, in this chicken industry. Okay, that's, that's the yeah. correct answer. Yeah. I'm pleased to hear it. Now, did you participate in the Ringer's fast food uh, item rankings back in 2017? I, I did. Were you part of I that? did. And uh, in the video that we produced, uh, I talked about my love for Popeyes being one of the best fast food chains. And I even sang the, j the jingle, Louisiana Fast, which 
surpasses anything KFC has ever done with their commercials or advertising. Yeah. So Sean, you know that I know that, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I'm the I'm the host of this show. You know <laughs> that I knew that. But we just need to establish for all the taste buds, the culinary right. comrades out there, exactly where you're coming from. So mm-hmm. you you've always been on the right side here. And and uh, you know, it's been always part of uh, an elemental part of our bonding and our relationship. So uh Danny and I did what we, we were calling a preseason ranking of uh fast food chicken sandwiches. We we sort of set aside any establishment that that is not purely a sort of mass mass widely available uh mass appeal kind of uh, uh chicken sandwich because you know there are t- tons of wonderful fried chicken sandwiches out there all over M&A the world yep. com- coming from all kinds of establishments but for the purposes of a genuine taste test we uh we limited it to just Wendy's and Popeyes and Shake Shack and po- uh, uh, and uh who, who am I forgetting Chick-fil-A I- Chick-fil-A of yep, course of yep. course Chick-fil-A the OG so um I am going to first ask you for your review of the sandwich, yeah. but I want you to be thinking about where it might rank among the, that 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 foursome uh, as well. And, and uh, I also want to hear the circumstances of how you were you were able to to secure one of these delicious sandwiches. Oh, you'll love this. So I um I I picked a day in the week where I knew I had a free hour, a full hour window of time and space to not only walk to the chicken place, but to Popeye's, but wait in line and experience the sandwich right as I got it. And um, I picked a Wednesday and it just so happened to be close to 90 degrees outside. And the Popeye's is not close to where we work in Hollywood. It is just under a mile of a walk. And in that heat, it was uh, quite grueling. And so I say when people asked how I like how I like the sandwich, I always say like, well, I worked for the sandwich. You know, I really worked and put my blood, sweat and tears into just getting to the establishment. Just getting to the Popeyes took a lot out of me. And the, and when I show up, there's a massive line, which I kind of as some people were like turned off by. I actually was a little more enthused by it because I was like, oh, OK, like I'm in the right place with the right type of people who want to try the same thing that we all want to try. And, you know, say for a, many food places and, and and the way they prepare food, if there's a line, you know everything's going to be fresh. You know that what's coming out is going to be fresh because there's a massive line and they got to create that supply. So I was really, I was really thrilled about that. And um, the sandwich itself, I... It was really, really good. I, I will say that. Just, just. Well, to, don't, just, don't feel compelled. Now, no, this is I, your authentic, genuine review. If you didn't like it, you're allowed to not like it. I mean, I, I, I don't have anything to to measure it against. So it, don't hesitate. I, I, I think why I hesitate is because the hype was extreme. I think a lot of yeah. people on Twitter were saying this is the best. This is definitely the best chicken sandwich. Popeyes did it. I can't believe they did it. Um, just breaking down. I, I'll say just to break down before we even get to the rankings. Comparing it to the Chick-fil-A sandwich, I think in terms of size and crisp, it uh, it really it really surpasses Chick-fil-A. It, it, the size of the actual breast was pretty, pretty big. And somehow the crisp classic Popeyes, the way they do their chicken, it was very, very crisp and maintain its crisp even through walking it 
with the bag in 90 degree weather. Oh, so yeah. wait, how long did you walk? I walked another 15 minutes, it was 10 to 15 minutes. I should have ate it there, but the people I, I were with were worried about getting back to work. You know, we we still have tons of important diligent. work to work, you know, work to yeah, do at dil- the Ringer. Diligent Ringer employees, lots of uh, uh, Chris Ryan yeah. videos to produce, yeah. I know. But it, it was surprising that the sogginess didn't happen. It, it, so it, that's... It, yeah, it held I up. Do, I want to no, tap the brakes there because this is a... Uh, complaint uh, that I have with Chick-fil-A, um, it can be the case that there is a steaming effect yeah. sometimes because of the foil liner inside their bags. Now, I know that they have you know uh, incredible quality control at uh, Chick-fil-A and that they have guidelines to help you know when they serve their, keep their, it up. their patrons. Yeah. They don't want people getting extra cooked steamed chicken sandwiches but chick-fil-a in its uh you know has competing there's a tension there in terms of the customer service to get it out quick to get it into that mm-hmm, bag quickly mm-hmm. sometimes it it is at a temperature that it ought not to be going into that bag and the steaming does in fact occur i i'm i'm now here with you and you're telling me that you took a sandwich that had to have come out piping hot. Yeah. The bread, the chicken breast at least. And Wait, it was put in 10 to 15 minutes in a bag yep. in some, and again, I've read online that the bag that the, uh, the sandwiches are, are being transported in is also a foil line. They're kind of mimicking very Popeyes similar to the Chick-fil-A. Mimicking the Chick-fil-A. Totally. And yet, and yet you're here telling me right now, you would have all of our taste buds believe that this, the steaming effect which which you know dampens the crispness of the of the breast and can also make the um the roll softer yeah. than it should be. You're telling me that didn't happen. It, it so the steaming effect was there, but not to the degree of a Chick Fil A sandwich where the breading gets you know the breading on the chicken just gets very mushy. And on this, I was still able to see the crisp flake kind of just texture on the breast itself, which is just it generally shocked me and and. The sandwich itself shocked me. I, the brioche bun, it uh, it held up. I think um, obviously the bun is what's gonna get soggy first, and you know I'm, I'm not gonna you know dock any points for that. It's my fault for taking that walk. But the bun itself held up, and in terms of the actual sandwich, the the pickle slices were pretty significant. They were bigger pickles than I have seen in any Chick Fil A sandwich or any Shake Shake Shack sandwich. Um, now here's the, now here's the big issue with me is I think the general flavor and the seasoning on a Chick-fil-A sandwich, it, the, the, the breast itself is a a lot better than the Popeye's. I think what the Popeye's spice, where the spice came from was their spicy mayo. I mean, I know Chick-fil-A does a similar thing, but they kind of lathered the spicy mayo on both sides of the bun. And so that's where you're getting your heat from. And, you know, eventually you'd get it from the actual breast itself. But I think what Chick-fil-A has is the flavor and the seasoning. Surprisingly, because Popeye's is so well known for their seasoning and their chicken. But weirdly with the breast, it was more just the the density of the chicken breast. The breast that they chose was really large, the crisp factor. And it was very juicy and tender. And... That's why getting to the rankings, it's like, who's to say? Each has their own sides. And at the end of the day, you're eating a very high-quality chicken sandwich. Pricing-wise, 
Popeyes is 10 cents more than the deluxe at Chick-fil-A, which I always okay. prefer the deluxe because it has the pepper jack cheese, the, the lettuce, and the tomatoes. Well, you do bring up an interesting issue here, um, and it is something that I wondered about. I didn't expect to have to be doing devoting an entire show to the, to the Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich. I figured over time, you know, as this thing was introduced and America had its reaction, I would try it. I would formulate my own opinions over time uh, in, in the customary way. Um, one of the things I have wondered about and haven't really seen anything uh, written about this is why they don't already have, why they didn't introduce a spicy version of the chicken breast sandwich in the same manner that the chicken is available right. in regular or spicy. Right. Because all I do ever is order spicy. I never order regular. I might order regular, you know, if, if I'm with a great big group of people, and then it turns out that at the end of, of a giant picnic kind of uh, situation, there's leftover chicken and the leftover is always regular. I'll eat that regular. Sure. Believe but me. you're always but, first choice of spicy. I'm the same way. Yes, yes, yes. So I was really surprised to see that the way that they presented this spicy chicken uh, sandwich in the first iteration is just by putting spicy mayo on it. Yep. So that doesn't really make sense, does it? You know, it? The, the chicken might have had some heat, but n nowhere close to the Chick-fil-A one. And and I think that was what really made the decision tougher. Like, if if they really seasoned and spiced their actual chicken breast to the point where the spicy mayo was just an additional spice, an additional cream that you need to balance out the sandwich, then I would have, without question, selected the Popeye sandwich. But now, because of that issue... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very torn with this ranking. That's interesting. Well, the good thing is uh, it's not like we have to live with it forever. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to just say, yeah. you know, this is the ranking and this is it for the rest of our, our lives. We will be able to enjoy chicken sandwiches. And, and, you know, the thing that I'm really rooting for, and this is obviously I'm always thinking first of the hungry homies showing you. Mm -hmm. What if this has the effect of causing everybody in the chicken sandwich game to raise their game. I'm all for I it. Mean, you, you and me both. Like, <laughs> you know, the thing with Wendy's, Wendy's needs to take a, a, a step up with its tomato yep. and or its, its, its bun. Chick-fil-A could get a little bit bigger with the size, you know? I mean, it's, uh -huh. it's uh, uh, off of the... You can't have somebody jump into the pool who's who's three times every you know the size of everybody else that's a belly flop right there uh and and you know shake shack also um has an opportunity to look inward so maybe this will work out uh for the best for all of of our belly buddies out there sean you thank you so much for coming on and giving us your beautiful takedown of the brand new popeyes fried chicken sandwich thanks so much house talk to you again soon buddy There we go, Hungry Homies. I hope, for all of our sakes, this Popeye's chicken sandwich makes it back to market sooner rather than later and that they have it figured out. We are back with another edition of House of Carbs next week. But until then, let's stay hungry out there.